Hello and welcome to the Comedy Truths Podcast. I'm Brian Costello. And I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie DeSanto. And today we're going to be looking at the legendary Patrick Swayze in the 1989 cult classic Roadhouse. But first, we ask the most pressing episode of every question, of every episode, excuse me, <laughs> question of every question. Well, it's good, uh, it's what, good for are, what are we drinking this episode? What are we drinking? I'm drinking Four Roses bourbon. Uh, always a personal favorite yeah, like of yours. Every, every third episode, that's probably what I'm going to have. Excellent. I've got a little One Hope Sauvignon Blanc tonight. It's quite lovely. You had it in a, a special arrival because I know I follow oh, yeah. the One Hope oh, Havertown yeah. Facebook I, page, which everybody should if you do not. You. Uh, I some have to be honest. special arrivals today, right? I felt like I had to finish this bottle in the fridge so that I could open my new bottles with a clear conscience. Ah, oh, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Can't, yeah. I can't have two open bottles of wine. That's just wasteful. So, mm. They would say that in Roadhouse. In a roadhouse world, in the double deuce, you could have as many bottles of open wine <laughs> as possible. It's true. It would not be of the quality, Brian. No. It would probably of... be Mad Dog would yeah. be my guess. Yep. Yeah. Would probably be the wine of choice. Yeah. I'm, drinking, I'm drinking the Sexton Single Malt uh, Irish Whiskey, which That's is distilled. It's a very Costello in, whiskey. Yep. Yes. Uh, distilled in uh, copper pots. And it is delicious. I thought it was appropriate. And if An need be later, of Patricia Sexton. And, and if need be later, I do have oh, very a nice. Pabst Blue Ribbon to continue my effort to take back Pabst Blue Ribbon from hipsters. That's uh, close to what, the uh, Philly special. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. And what and what is, you know, what is less hipster than Roadhouse. Roadhouse, there's nothing hipster about me or Roadhouse. (laughs) Roadhouse is not a hipster movie. All right. Fact check from last week. A couple things from our Mission Impossible episode. We had a lot of great episode uh, questions uh, during the episode, excuse me, that we couldn't get to. Uh, One of which came from Craig Goldberg, who asked, better video game. Um, and Jim, we know, loves video games, so I thought yeah. that he could answer this. Uh, better video game, the Mission Possible video game or GoldenEye? Um, I barely even remember the Mission Impossible video game. Um, yes. I believe I had it for NES. I rented it, I think, from Blockbuster. Um, but GoldenEye is like one of the greatest games of all time, so it's not really fair. Yeah, that's. Like I think saying, he was just... Yeah, I think yeah. he was curious if we had even ever played it. I, I, I myself don't even remember yeah. the Mission Impossible game. Um, GoldenEye, on the other hand, was it was pretty much GoldenEye was like when everyone learned about, um, you know, player versus player first person shooters, right? Like you would split screen play against four friends or three friends, and uh, yeah, that was like a, a totally new concept at the time. I also just remember freshman year of college, literally four guys on my floor. I don't think ever went yeah. to class. They would play GoldenEye, yeah. go to the calf, get the takeout container lunch, go back and play GoldenEye more. Yeah. That was about was all a, they did. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a pretty big game. Uh, so, yeah, I think GoldenEye is the winner there. A uh, quick little game here. I'm going to uh, – Show everybody after last week my love of Mission Impossible. A little challenge. I want Jim and Katie, they can each do it or just one of you, uh, to pick any celebrity. And mm-hmm. I am going to tie it back to Mission Impossible in That's impressive. six moves. That's like impressive. Kevin. You like Kevin. Go? Yeah. You got someone? I like okay, it. Go ahead. All right. Lindsay All right, Lohan. All right. Lindsay Lohan. Let's think of all the wonderful oh, films she was in. Hmm. <laughs> 
Now, I guess the easiest one would be that she was in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in Mean Girls with uh, Rachel McAdam. Do you need paper to work this out? No, no. She was in Mean Girls with Rachel McAdam. Uh, Rachel McAdam was in Wedding Chasers with Vince Vaughn. Wedding Crashers, sorry. Crashers with Vince Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince Vaughn was in, let's see. Three. You're at three. We could do Old School Mm -hmm. uh, with. Oh, oh, no. Hold on. Old school with Will Farrell. Four. And then I'm going to be able to do this. Will Farrell would have been in. Hmm. You're, you're the big. Connection. Am I missing the easiest one? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a hint? Yeah. It, Tom Cruise had a cameo in a oh, movie. Well, uh, well, Tropic Thunder. Right. So there's so, your so connection Vince, to so, all those guys. Yeah. So there's it. I could have, I should well have done, done that. Give me well one done. more. That took Cheers. two. That was too hard. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, by me. I made that worse than it should have been. One more. Oh God. Um, let's see. Um, hmm. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. That's a good one. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. That's a good one. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was in uh, Black Panther with Forrest Whitaker who I believe was in uh, any uh, the last year. Oh, what's that one? He was the football player in Pennsylvania. But I'll, I'll, I'll skip past that one. Oh, because uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, yeah. He was in Fast Times with What's Ridgemont High. Really? Yeah, here we go. He was in Fast Times with Ridgemont High with Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. And Sean Penn and Tom Cruise were in taps together. That's impressive. That was three degrees. Yeah, that was good. Three degrees of separation. Taps. The first one was horrible. I should have I should have better with Lindsay Lohan. It's all right, yeah. Brian. Yeah, it's on the that's spot. Good. I'm not good yeah, at on the spot been, thinking. It should have been better than that. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, Jeff Bridges this week, just a couple of quick other things, uh, was honored with the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globes. So a shout out to him who was yeah. for all-time favorites. Dude. And then, Katie, last time you were on, mm-hmm. you mentioned a rock climbing story. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure people have been waiting with bated breath. What was going on <laughs> with uh, your rock climbing? Some, some of the yoga ladies and I decided to try a new physical adventure. And we went to an indoor rock climbing gym, uh, the Gravity Vault. And it was pretty impressive. It was amazing. I I had a blast. Uh, and there's just this like um, th- this feeling of accomplishment when you are at the top of something that you have climbed, which I've only previously experienced on the top of our kitchen counters, oh. um, mm-hmm. which not, is not yeah. that exciting. But uh, th- this was very exciting, though. Today, I, I had this moment of like, "Ooh, do I want to be a rock climber now? Like, is this a thing that I'm going to like take outside and, you know, like start scaling rocks? And then today, one of my students showed us a TED talk with this guy that free soloed. And that means no, there's he is not tethered that in any kind of a way. It's he like uh, was Tom Cruise in uh, Mission shorts, Impossible too. Shorts yeah. and shoes. What this guy yeah. w- and yeah. he climbed El Capitan Ugh. in Yellowstone National Park. Sure. And honest to God, the shot of him—it was video. I started getting sick to my stomach. Like I, I like I was feeling the most anxious maybe that I've ever felt. Uh, so it was a very clear line in the sand drawn that there's nothing about that that is. Uh, in any kind of a way 
grabbing at me. I would love to know if we have like mountain climber people listening. Like, Ooh, mountain climbers. Who's yeah, there? Like, Brett Buckridge. I mean, that's climbing kinda, any mountains. Kind of stupid. Like, I, stupid. I don't. I don't understand. Like, okay. why would what you... made me understand it a little bit more that I didn't understand the beginning of the TED talk was that the the people like this that do this free soloing they will climb the same path on a mountain. Time and time and time again with assist until they learn every hold up the face of the mountain. And only then will they do it with no ropes. But what's the difference? If you can do it with it's, a rope it's without... The rush, I guess, Jim. Without I mean, using the rope. I mean, like they're not you, addicted to... Can't you just so climb, climb it mountain. and have the rope as backup? Uh, I, I'm I always curious about getting down. Because you have to do it backwards. Yeah. To me, so it was that cool. would be even more difficult. No, no, no. So he, he spoke about that. He <laughs> The first time he – it wasn't El Capitan. It was a different mountain. Um, he made it up to the top, and he didn't have any people with him. And so he just kind of, like, emerged over the top of this very popular mountain. And there were people, like, picnicking and stuff. And he realized that nobody had any idea of what he had done. And then he started walking down the trail – barefoot and folks were like dude are you hiking barefoot that is badass and he had literally just scaled the face of a mountain yeah. <laughs> i <ropes>. don't even <laughs> like driving in my car over the george washington bridge yeah it's too high <laughs> so those palisades feel like you're right in the freaking palisades yeah it's terrifying yeah <laughs> i got stuck on a ferris wheel uh um, great adventure once it was for 20 minutes that's, that's at the scary. very top. It was that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did not like that at all. Uh, okay. And that is fact check. Uh, right. now here we go. Roadhouse roadhouse. Just so right off the bat, unadulterated the, joy. Is the the font. When this movie starts, the credit sequence is ridiculous. It's like hot pink. I, I, oh. <laughs> it is like the 80th movies of 80, 80s movies. There was so much in this movie that made me think they thought of how they could get every person on the planet to love this movie, and they did it. Like, there was yeah. something for everyone, and I think the font was one of those choices. The, the okay. font? Okay, all right, let's talk right away from the very – there is nothing more 80s than this film. I want to talk about the fashion throughout the whole film. Because yeah. I immediately had a lot of questions. Right, right, right. One, can I wear a bolo tie? No, no at, you at cannot. What point, at what point is someone allowed to wear a bolo tie? Not, is not it, ever uh, again. Is it west of the Mississippi River? Nope. Is it if you're yeah. a club owner of a right. CD you're Missouri not allowed to wear, bar? Like, you're not allowed to wear a regular tie with a pattern unless it's plaid. Okay. Mm. Like, you got to get past that. You got to get to a pattern other than plaid. Mm. And then I, we'll talk I just, bolo. But, I mean, I don't understand the bolo tie. Yeah, there's going to be a story to it that we clearly don't know. Like, at what point is it – like, who is it acceptable for? A cowboy? Like, no one. Maybe it was a cowboy thing. We should have done research on this. We'll have to fact check this for next week. Yeah. A, A few other things. I'm fairly certain Patrick Swayze had the same hair as Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon movies in this. And at what it's point close. did that come into style? And <laughs> was that like a two-year trend or what was going on it's with big. Oh, it's, it it's quite large. It's uh, it's reminiscent of Sonic the Hedgehog. You just want to run your fingers through it. Yeah. It's, it's, you do. Uh, I wonder what Aquanet they used. Oh my it's God, like it the purple so and the blue, there, I think. There has to be so a lot of product. 
And would that not be a fantastic like wig? I think I'm going to try to be Dalton <laughs> for Halloween. Yes. Because Dennis do. in how the, um, in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, when they do the Lethal Weapon 6 yeah, yeah. – has the hair so there's yeah, yeah. gotta be a wig oh yeah um, oh it's like the joe dirt wig that gets stuck on his head definitely yes absolutely uh, a couple other fashion film pieces about this apparently pleated pants were cool at some point oh, my yeah, question yeah. why and were they were they it's so linen? much room for were those linen pants? do you think he was wearing linen I don't know. Was I was surprised linen, at no. the size of the clothing. I thought that nothing really fit. Like it didn't yeah. look like they had somebody on wardrobe who was actually fitting the no, clothes no, to the was, actors. Yeah, that was the 80s. Was it it's kind like, of bloused? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. At one point, I was wondering if Patrick Swayze's wardrobe was from like a fifty-year-old woman who summered at like yes. West Palm Beach yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had these moments in this movie where I thought, like, well, this must have been very low budget, and because I don't really know anything about movies, I didn't know if this was before Dirty Dancing, after Dirty Dancing. I thought, hey, maybe this was like an indie film. It was one of Patrick <laughs> Swayze's first movies. That later was very clear. To to me that that was wrong. But at the beginning, I thought maybe they just didn't have like a budget for wardrobe. And so they were just like pulling from their aunts and uncles closets. Right. Yeah. I, well, I don't think that there was were true. so much room for roundhouse kicks in those pants. That's yes. true. Right. Well, that's a valid that point. Is, which is also done that in considering MC Hammer wore the baggy pants. Oh, yeah. he needed a dancing. lot of, lot of movement. Yeah. Brett yeah. Buckridge came in with a fact check on the bolo. Yeah. Victor Emmanuel Cedarstaff claims to have invented the bolo tie in the late 1940s and later patented his slide design. So, I mean, it's just a pure, there's nothing functional, practical about it. It's a it. fucking shoestring it and a brooch. fashion. <laughs> that is probably, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. No um, one can bolo. You do not, do no not one, bolo. No one can do it. No one, no one just, should ever own one. Yeah. And I'll just do one more fashion question and then we'll move on because there's other fashion stuff later in it. But I have never done this. Jim, have you ever put on blue jeans with no underwear on? Ooh. Never. Ooh. Because that to me, like the a nightmare to me. That, this brings up an interesting fact The check. idea of that to me is really <laughs> disconcerting. <laughs> It is this going to be more what happens in Katie's Chamber of Secrets? Here? No, no, no. This is about Jim's Chamber of Secrets. Oh, oh, oh boy. Uh, Hold on. This is not – this is like one of my worst nightmares. Yep. I can't imagine this being comfortable We joke that Jim least. is a never nude. Jim wears shorts under everything, including his shorts. Jim wears shorts under his shorts. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. Brian, you're not often walking around without underwear on, are you? Uh, no, right. I, so I, I, think there, I think there I are have houses small children where that's in my not, home. I think that's I a, think there a, are a houses cause where that's for not a strange a thing. Place. Right, right, right. Uh, I just I find that's like I, I feel like that's one of those things that happens in movies. Do people actually do that? There are dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have, well, oh again, we'll have to wait, ask wait. the audience. Is but there anyone did, out there rocking commando? You did mention the something, though, Brian, in the Google Doc. You did say. Was the doctor uh, wearing a dress made out of a picnic table? The oh, red and white checker. And yeah. I said that it was, was very like an, it was like the tablecloth from an Italian restaurant in New I York. I definitely <laughs> had a dress in my lifetime that very closely resembled that pattern. That yeah. was that was definitely popular. 
Um, I wanted to comment on the dress worn by the girl that does the strip tease on stage. Oh, that looked like that was a satin bridesmaid's dress. That was a short <laughs> satin was. bridesmaid's dress. And underneath, she had some sort of like bridal underwear going on. Like it was like white and frilly and quite disturbing as a strip tease. It yeah. made me feel very like uncomfortably naughty. In addition to the, the awkward strip tease, she was wearing something very bridal. I didn't All like right. it. And that was bizarre. Also, I um, I am turning 40 this year and I would happily accept as a birthday gift from somebody one of Patrick Swayze's uh, karate gi dress shirts. I'm getting you a bolo <laughs> tie. That's I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that thing was. I, I spent I a good it. 10 minutes uh, rewinding <laughs> uh, the film trying to figure out if that was a dress shirt, if that was a – I, I wasn't like a. I didn't even know what it was. I thought it was almost like an early version of the Snuggie. Yeah, that was fantastic. Everything was nice. about it. All right, so so that was the fashion. Let's go into the movie now. Uh, okay. Jim, give us a setup here of what we're we're doing in Roadhouse. Uh, so in Roadhouse, uh, <laughs> Patrick Swayze plays Dalton, um, who is known as a cooler, which is basically like the head of security at a nightclub. And I believe in the beginning of this movie, he's working in a club in New York. Um, and the owner of the double deuce, uh, I don't even remember the guy's name, that character. I, yeah. I don't even uh, think but the actor is always a, guy a creeper. Lots of stuff. He's yeah. a creeper. Um, he hires, uh, Dalton to come to, uh, what, Jessup? Uh, Jasper. <laughs> Jasper. Jasper, uh, Missouri, Missouri to work at the roadhouse. Which is well, the double deuce? The double deuce, which is a blues bar, as far as I can tell, but also '80s nightclub. Mm. Yeah, not quite now, sure what it is. At the it's very cool- beginning, there was discussion of like the legitimacy of this scenario. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I yeah, do you go do you go around the country searching for your head of security when you when you need to clean up your it's fascinating. fascinating. Uh, well, also let's let's talk about what he was getting paid. The financials so, are so, taken. So the financials taken over. The offer he makes to Dalton um, is. Or what Dalton wants, and he immediately says yes. Dalton asks for five hundred thousand, five hundred, no, no, five thousand dollars up front, and then five hundred dollars cash every night. Now, now, no, no, no. All right, you go. Yet. Go ahead. So we did some quick math, and even even if they're closed one day a week on Monday, that's like upwards of like hundred and forty grand a year in cash. Right. Let's just start is, with is the, that for, like is that every for night. Purposes? Let's just start I one night. It is Missouri in the 1980s. I can only imagine that pricing at a bar in Missouri in the 1980s is similar to what you'd find in Schuylkill County right now, <laughs> where you can still get 25 cent drafts. Plus, you have You're to still pay getting the, 25 cent and drafts. You have to pay the band. There's no chance they're pulling in $500 a night. No chance. Can we talk about the house band? I Jeff mean, Healy, how yeah. are those guys? Those guys are playing. Those guys are playing. What six, seven hours a night? Six Behind chicken a wire every night of the week. I also didn't realize that. Yeah, the chicken wire thing. Jim said that this shows up in Blues Brothers as well. So it does. If you see it in two movies, and I guess it has to be a real thing. Are there really places in the world? Is it like the Chinese food? Like you know, you go into a Chinese food restaurant in a not great neighborhood, and they've got like the plexiglass screen and the bank teller window. I have. Does I that have happen not gone to with that type of Chinese restaurant? No, you've before. never done that. No, you never went to the Chinese food place with us in Camden. Anyway, no. 
But I try are there, not to, are there no, bars no, that have no. their bands behind protective barriers? Uh, Is that probably a thing? not a place I'd like to go to? But I are would you imagine, really yeah. inviting live music at a place where the musicians might get attacked or have? Well, things yeah, and that was there was a large number of people in that band. Like they must have. I was shocked. I I wondered if this was some kind of front for early meth methamphetamine labs. You know, Hmm. like they were running. There was definitely drug use happening. Well, I I was wondering, like based on because, like I said, I didn't I, I didn't remember this movie at all. Like watching it, I I was I remember the basic. Uh, premise, but I didn't remember the actual plot. And I thought at some point the owner of the club was going to end up being part of the bad guy. Mm. He's like, where is he getting the money to pay Dalton? Yeah. Well, no- who wants to, he's like, I've put, at one point he says, uh, you know, I, I've put every dime I have into the double yep. deuce, yep. which makes me say, why? Yeah. Also, why would has, you ever put a single dime? He has more, if you include the band, he has more staff than patrons. Like that bar is never really full either. Mm-hmm. I don't think throughout the whole. Yeah, it's world. a relatively except, small except place. When there's a fight, when there's a fight, there's, oh, there's a lot of people. But, hundreds of extras. But half the people are workers. Are people yeah. working there? Yep. Like they square off in a fight against ten guys, and there are ten guys working that can also are there. Just, there is a just lot of overhead in this business. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of overhead. <laughs> Let's talk a- about the great things about this movie. Jim pointed okay. about out the the role of the fat man in this movie. Oh, it's amazing! That the fat man's never oh, had such glory. Every every fat man in the movie is it's brought so to destroy someone. In the eighties, right? like, you could be f- like, and he is not. These are not like athletic. This is no, fat no, no. Guys. This no. is not like a linebacker fat <laughs> right, right. man. No, this, no, this is no, like this is I've like, sat in a recliner for yeah. the past three weeks, they, they, like, affecting my beer game. Yeah, and so like you could still be that. You could still be the fat guy in the eighties and be strong and and, and a people will be scared of you. Right, like, like you just bring that big belly yeah, into the yeah. situation, and folks are like, "Whoa, buddy." Yeah, this was not yeah, they strong. Were, more yeah with the the history of this film is really interesting because Joel Silver who did Lethal Weapon so Leth- he had um directed this is the three films he did prior to this Predator mm. Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. Die Hard Clearly he was on an upward trajectory because yeah. for no, this to be this movie was, number 4 but this was Apex every this film was everything you want he purposely did this he said yes. I want this to be a western it set in the 80s perfection. with like cowboy feel and they really did if you look at the structure compared to like the 50s all the character names are based on former cowboys and westerns yeah, yeah. and stuff it's like the the white hat rides in the town to save the town that's run by the railroad baron about this movie I yeah. love everything and, about this movie <laughs> Brian you know what I, I had such joy movie? watching this movie like I I would watch it over and over again here, can I give you some lines that I pulled and I want you to uh, play a little game here. Is this a line from Roadhouse or something I pulled from uh, a porn film? Uh, <laughs> OK, Dalton, I've always wanted to try you. I think I can take you. Is that a line from a, a, a male on male adult film? Uh, and that, that's after he stabbed him. That's one of the tamer uh, ones, Bri. Yeah. yeah, here's Listen, another one. The mothers I, I, are watching, Bri. Don't yeah. make me blush. Uh, another one here. Throughout the film, I thought you'd be bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, they always say that. Or yeah. one, of my, one of my all-time favorites here. As the guy is clearly the creepy bouncer 
that Dalton goes in the double deuce is having sex with someone we've established as an underage girl that he is sneaking into the club. Right. right. And he goes, you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. I didn't realize how many lines came from Roadhouse, like yeah. lines that are just kind of pop culture references. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah, they were from. Pain don't hurt. Then, yeah. then, but then Patrick Swayze fires him yeah, on the spot. He goes, put him on my break. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, some other ones here. Um, has any woman ever said this to a man ever? I, I Maybe I just live a, a very tame life. Let's go to my place and fuck. I don't remember is, that, is that in the movie. I saw that, you. That when is does, that is a line. When does that happen? The, the uh, creepy uh, stripper blonde walks okay. up to Patrick Swayze. I do so. have to say that clearly this movie was male dominated in every respect, yeah. right? Like men were making all of the decisions in this movie. So I think a little bit of that yeah, is that like, here's what we wish a woman would say to us. They never consulted a woman to say, like, would you ever actually say this? Well, there, would another there wasn't man, any female input in this movie. Would another man ever say to a man in the middle of a karate fight after he's been taken off an ATV, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. OK, I would also <laughs> say that they probably didn't consult anyone who had actually done prison time. <laughs> okay. So. I think this was a lot of like a fairy tale uh, storytelling of like, what do we imagine these fictional characters like women and prison men to say? Upon that line, I immediately thought of hit and run, though. Yes. With with Bradley Cooper, the Bradley Cooper scene, which is fantastic. Okay, quick question for you two. Uh, Which STD are you most likely to catch at the double deuce? Uh, Chlamydia? herpes or gonorrhea did they Which even have the herp in the 80s i feel like you don't hear yes. much about herpes oh, in the i 80s. know i think that, i think it's it straight was up invented in like the every, dark every no, i think it's all chlamydia. the stds we know about were invented in the 80s really no false well, because i'm pretty sure ben franklin had gonorrhea so yes he did actually or that syphilis is true. one of them I, well, those I go think way back those go like 1700s i'm going chlamydia 1980s chlamydia yeah, yeah. anybody STD. get an std in the 80s you let us know in the chat please which one which one did you get in the 80s any of our friends had an std in the 80s it would probably be something that should be on stu because <laughs> you a crime i would literally walk into the double deuce and just drink penicillin yeah like, <laughs> and then just be like a glass of penicillin immediately and just drink it straight down. Uh, this film was three hour, three and a half hours at one point. Joel I want to Sil- know what they cut out. I uh, want to see had, the deleted scenes. There was uh, apparently nine, nine elaborately choreographed uh, fight sequences. I miss those. I miss the ones that they cut. I want to see them. Yeah, yeah. I would love a, a, a director's cut. Um, would be good. They actually had to uh, bring in uh, the the editor of Die Hard okay. to re-edit the film. Keith David, who we love, uh, Keith something David about has Mary, made, well, the best part of something, something about Mary, Mary, and he's lots of yep. He's the, uh, the Mary's dad. Mary's dad. He was the bartender for a split second in this movie. Yes. Uh, There was a whole subplot about neo-Nazi racists. Yeah. And Dalton took them out Mm. uh, and hired Keith David. They had to cut all of this stuff out. Um, But I, too, Katie, would love to see every every single second second of it. I want to see all of it. Um, The director of this film is rowdy harrington which is the perfect name for somebody that's a great name uh, 
to direct. Yeah, yeah. Browdy. Isn't that the name of the dog in Scrubs? (laughs) Scrubs Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good name. I have a secret. Down Rowdy. (laughs) I have a secret suspicion this film was an inspiration for the Big Lebowski. Can I make my argument to you guys? I I, think I'm ready to say yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. First of all, first of all, Jackie Treehorn. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Who's is in that, this film. Uh, what's Ben Garza? Ben Gazzara. And, and it's amazing. The sequence when he is driving in his car, <laughs> just weaving around, listening yep. to the music. By the way, uh, he looks 10 days older in The Big Lebowski than he does yeah, in this Yeah, he looks movie. like he's been cryogenically yeah, frozen. I know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody's got to research that. Yeah. He's on to something. So I see him and I, I had forgot he was the villain actually in this. I knew the villain was kind of like an older, mm-hmm. you know, type. So then I'm like, oh, Ben Gazzara, that's pretty cool. Then Sam Elliott shows up and I'm not, and, and I'm like, and let's talk about Sam Elliott. Yeah. Katie, Katie likes there. Sam Elliott here. Ooh. He's, do you know what, one of so sexy, the man bun. Oh yeah. my god! He pulls it off. He's the Every, first he's person the, I remember. He's the only. I mean, I love Patrick Swayze, but this is he, pa, this is not Patrick Swayze's best movie in terms of like his attractiveness uh, in the movie. Sam Elliott enters this movie and he is immediately, like, legitimately the sexiest thing happening in in this town on the screen. <laughs> like he is bringing in a whole ever other level of hotness. Well, and I don't Patrick know how she Swayze. dances with him, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll take, I'll yeah. take Dalton." Well, pa- Patrick Swayze hated his hair in this movie. Yeah, and rightfully this so. This was his this was his first film after Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. and the reason he took it is he wanted to do something like with some action. He knew what mm-hmm. the script was that it was B movie, and they all knew that making it. I... But Kelly Lynch, who plays Doc, do you want to talk about a male dominated film? Do you know she's not even credited with a real name? Doc. In the credits, yeah, her name. they oh, just wow. call her Doc. Oh, that's great. well. He calls her Doc. Um, yeah, but that's what they credit her in the credit. But she said it was one of the best movie experiences of my life. I get to spend my whole days with Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, like that. I, if I could choose a retirement or a work scenario, uh, that would be it. Um, As opposed to this, second to this, second only yeah. to this. Yeah. Yes, yes. sorry, guys. This. Yeah, um, I wanted to say that it also reminded me of some Quentin Tarantino films, it just in its tone. Like it, I thought no. it was very Jesus unique. Christ. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So bear with me here, no. right? Because it walks this line <laughs> no. of being like it's com- comedic, it's overly dramatic, like you know, good versus evil sort of play these very choreographed fight scenes um but it has that tone where it's like you wouldn't call it a straight up it's not an action film it's not a comedy it's like it's playing between the genres i fact check i want to see that quentin tarantino loves roadhouse I think I it's true. I don't know if he does. I think I, it's I true. I don't know how to fact check that unless you can contact Brett him Budridge. directly. Right. Get on it. Yeah. We, need, um, we need a whole team of people looking. Yes, yeah. to look that up. So with Lebowski, so we said Sam Elliott, who we love. So at this point, I'm like, wow. Jackie Treehorn. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I'm like, is it the car? Patrick Swayze's car is constantly being destroyed. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. thing that put it over the edge for me is when Ben Gazzara starts talking about how he was in Korea, yeah, like the Big Lebowski. Right, right. They, they were friends in another life. You've got yes. a strong argument, Brian. Yeah. And strong I just argument. thought maybe God rewarded 
Sam Elliott and Ben Gazzara with the but, Big Lebowski. Yeah. As it's like the Coen a, brothers, right? Big Lebowski? Yes. And they yeah. are also like big, like Western fans. Yeah, they do true. a lot I mean, of that's cowboy true. style yep. storytelling. I, I yep. just wonder, maybe they watched this and saw Sam Elliott and said, he's so badass. Oh, that totally. voice, everything about him. Yeah. So uh, uh, tie in the Mission Impossible, as always. Do you know Sam Elliott, one of his first acting jobs was as the muscle in the original Mission Impossible TV show for a a small number of episodes. I would watch anything that man was in. So there you go. We could watch Mm -hmm. an original episode. Um, Can can we all pull out our knives now? Because Roadhouse (laughs) projects the world where every every person carries a knife. (laughs) Uh, By the way, not a same. They're elaborately large. At one point, it looked like a knife you might use to kill like a elephant. Was <laughs> then like the, guy with the, the guy with the knife on his shoe and oh, Dalton yeah. sees it the minute he steps through the door and he says right boot right and boot. then the fat Boom. strong fat guy's like I got oh it. yeah I got it I got, I got it, it. <laughs> like, like oh yeah that guy's gonna kick you dude and you're gonna oh like, man I so love much this, this movie. movie and I love like the, <sighs> that when they cleaned up the roadhouse all the bouncers went and looked like they were now working for Target they were all wearing yeah, yes, red polo red polo, with the red red polo. <laughs> It was so fantastic. Good. Yeah. Um, at one point, I'm watching, and um, I want for fact check next week, Jim, to, for you to cut yourself with a knife and <laughs> stitch and stitch yourself up, so uh, we can see if a human being can actually so achieve that. I, I, I've never gone so so far as like stitching myself. However, Katie got me knives for my birthday, and I mm-hmm. did slice my finger real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I super glued that shit. It's kind of the same. It's basically That's the same. It's not really the same at it's all. It's basically yeah. the same thing. Well, it's easier. So, like, if I cut my arm, like, like Dalton or wherever he got cut. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, he should have super glued himself. Well, That's what it was I'm the saying. 80s. They didn't That's know yet. They didn't know that super glue was, nope. was, a, was a, you know. An amazing yeah, healing could be force. Used for that. Yeah. So. Or could be used for mm-hmm. everything. But I did. Um, I wish there was more story to, uh, you know, how, how well, he got to the place yeah, yeah. where he would be suturing himself. <laughs> so. Yeah, it just has the spare. So, is that sterile? Is my question no, to be no, doing no, that? No, it's is it is it because it happens so frequently that he can't go to the hospital? Is that well, the no? Idea? Because that's part of his deal too. We didn't talk about that. Is that not only would uh, is he getting paid you know five hundred dollars cash a night? All medical expenses. Oh yeah, so are he should be. Well. He should have the frequent flyer. Yeah, Miles, you just go to the. Well, he ER. does. He well, why would you his... even care if you're not paying for exactly. it? Exactly. Then is it just like around his? Yeah, medical So is it just Which, like he has to go so frequently for knife wounds that are to his abdomen? That I mean, I, something I a mere surface Apparently, wound to his arm. <clears throat> Yeah, apparently your medical records contain your entire college transcript. Um, <laughs> and other – this was – you know, when I like, watch films and I like reading screenwriters talk about how they write. This I, – I love this movie. But might be the most glaring example of expedition crammed into a scene. Like we're going to explain that he was – like it's like we're going to explain this entire movie – in a sequence where he meets Kelly Lynch, who plays Doc. Poor Kelly Lynch trained for like three weeks to stitch so she looked like she was doing. And then they gave her a staple gun the day of and said, we don't have time to shoot this with you pretending to stitch. So just you say, oh, you only need a staple. The staples were more (laughs) effective in terms of feeling that pain. But I wonder, did they have Patrick Swayze undergo the same training or did he already know how to stitch himself up? (laughs) Uh, That is a great question. (laughs) Patrick Swayze. 
was ripped in this movie. Oh, he sure yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I also want to pause for a minute on Kelly Lynch. Jim passed on the article of uh, the 15 things that you didn't know about uh, Roadhouse. And I found hysterical that guys would call up Kelly Lynch's husband whenever Roadhouse was yes. on TV. Well, and not guys. just guys. Patrick yeah. Swayze the Murray brothers. The Murray brothers. <laughs> Bill and Bill Murray. <laughs> and Brian Doyle Murray from Christmas Vacation. From Christmas oh Vacation. Oh, my God. That is my favorite part of that whole article. I love that. Is that I love that. Whenever the movie was on, Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray, when they were, you know, because this movie, what, in the 80s and 90s was on TV. But it's still, though, it was on AMC. It was on AMC last night. Okay. So it's, like, they 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 just make residual money. Oh yeah, we watched it on we AMC, watched it on AMC, AMC yeah. on da- download. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, we didn't have to pay for. Woo. And yeah, so like, but, they would call even no matter where they were in the world. Yeah. If it was on, they would call. And who was the uh, who's her husband? He's a writer, uh, right? Mitch or, Glazer. He did. Um, he's our director. He's done a bunch. He was a Saturday Night Live writer, and then he did a bunch of movies with Bill Murray. And they would just call him and tell him, "Your wife is on TV having sex with Patrick Swayze." <laughs> But can we can we briefly joy. talk about joy. the sex scene? Yes. Yeah, and then she I want to talk about the overall. Terrified to have sex with him, doesn't she? Oh, I didn't feel that. No, I mean, I was more terrified by Jackie Treehorn yeah. watching them have sex on the roof from his yes. poolside while you know just enjoying a cocktail. That was thoroughly creepy. Very yeah. Jackie Treehorn, though. It was very it was very Jackie Treehorn. <laughs> That's true. I did love the use of the Otis Redding song. Because I think Otis Redding some great is, music. Otis yeah. Redding is on an unbelievably underrated. The um, uh, the random instrumentals though in in this like the the transition music. Yes. You, can I tell oh, you why though? My God. Tell Do you want to know why? Tell me. Yeah, I want to know. This I I was curious about this, so I did some research on it, and that was how they took it from a three and a half hour movie down to the guy when he was cutting it. They realized. All the stuff they had to cut out, mm-hmm. the way he could make it work was every transition where they cut subplot out that would have carried the story. He just put Jeff Haley band in. Oh my and God. And that's why there's so many music uh, transitions in this film. Yeah. That's how he was able to pull it off. It's fascinating. I, yeah. The and by the way, Jeff special. Haley is also used a ton to deliver exposition yes and it's hilarious because it makes him seem like like a blind oh i love yeah when he comes in the narrator with all the knowledge yeah yeah allow me to introduce dalton his name is dalton (laughs) it's just such a a b movie i had always thought in my mind until i rewatched it this time that he said that without being able to see him and i'm like the guy's blind how did he know dalton yeah i forgot they had that sequence oh, where fantastic and then it happens again with sam uh elliot yeah yes <laughs> i am a huge fan of jeff haley band angel eyes yeah yeah oh, very which nice. is a really sappy song yeah, yeah. Right. um so let's talk about the overarching like theme that basically is the arc of dalton right yeah. so you find this is, this is one of my favorite parts of this movie is that you find out about three quarters of the way through that Dalton at a previous gig in Memphis killed a man by ripping his throat out it was uh, it was uh, deemed self-defense uh, and then you find <laughs> out <clears throat> right <laughs> I've I've defended myself by ripping the throats out of animals numerous times. So if you – so first off, uh, and then then you find out from Sam Elliott – I need to pause for a minute on 
Obi-Wan because he's obviously a trained fighter. And so you get the impression that there are like 10 ways that this man could kill someone with his hands, right? Well, that's because, Maybe yes, some he's of them apparently... accidentally. He's got deadly fists. Yeah, and also in the end of the film, apparently if you're a cooler, you're also like a special forces Navy yeah. SEAL Absolutely. Team 6 guy. Right, right. He's so like, like wait, wait, taking the out to tear out someone's throat. <laughs> It's like, that's just a so whole other the, level. He has the ability to do that. And, and it happens quickly. When <laughs> and the desire to. That's <laughs> yes. not an accidental death. And then he that's just not like I punched him, him and he, yeah. he didn't like fall but, into a brick wall. But, okay, but let's take a look at it from like the character arc of this. Sorry, so I'm getting distracted as we, by the as details. As we meet Dalton, he's guilt-ridden. We don't know yet, but he's guilt-ridden from that whole experience. We find out later from Sam Elliott that he, the guy he killed was married to a woman that he was sleeping with. And that's why the guy attacked him. And then that's why he got his throat ripped out. Now, my favorite part of this movie is that there's literally no change to our main character if if once they explain that to us. Because what happens is he's he really what he seems to be struggling with in this movie is, should I kill all these motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. But he really yes. holds himself. He holds himself back, though. He, then, he did for he, a he long tried. time. He, he tried tries for to not kill anyone. And, and then he kills, what's the good he Jimmy? He kills the guy that gets sent to kill him, right? Yes. And he, then Kelly Lynch is ripping, like done with him. Right. Ripping his throat out. And once he does that, <laughs> And then he, he kills floats him. Wait, but everyone. and then he floats him across yeah. the lake. Yeah. Yeah. He just like that, floats the body and screams. I'm not Jackie sure that is, <laughs> I don't think that that really works. I don't that, think they that float that quickly. No. Um, no. <laughs> but there's so much about this. He kills like, everyone until the last, until Jackie Treehorn. Right. And then wait, 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 he's, he's, like, he's, the line. <laughs> he's like, I'm drawing the line right here. Right. The guy the who's behind killing person. all these people. The that's the guy I'm not going to kill. Yeah. And not only that. He rips out this guy's throat, right? And and as far as we know, that's that's what we've seen up until this point. Then they all are armed with automatic weapons. He walks into this place with like nothing. Ends up killing them with knives. He I, I forget how polar bears, polar bears, <laughs> all kinds of shit. He's killing them indiscriminately. Like he doesn't care at this point, right? He gets down to Jackie Treehorn, like we said, and he decides not to kill him, mainly because he looks over and sees Doc looking at him, right? If I remember yeah. this correctly, right? So, so she runs. Who, who, by, can we just add this is a, who is apparently Ben Gazzara was into her? Oh, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were involved. They okay, like an and she left town. She had to be, what, 30, maybe? Dude. That isn't even close to as bad as John Voight and that woman in Mission Impossible. Oh, that's Impossible. true. So, yeah, you could you could imagine. But no, that. it is as bad because I imagine she left town. So what was he with her when she was sixteen? It's it's Missouri, yeah, right? I don't know. So that's marrying age. But the, <laughs> the best part is that now, because he doesn't kill the bad guy, yeah, the townsfolk. Who up until this point were <laughs> were terrified of this man <laughs> to the point of giving away all their money and their businesses and and just like wait bending and the allowing name. a monster truck to drive yeah. through their car yeah. dealership they all show up with weapons and shoot the shit out of this guy <laughs> right now at that point big character arc for our townspeople nothing for Dalton Dalton kill, killed people still gonna kill people probably. <laughs> Gonna kill people I like it. down the road. Our I townsfolk, like 
they they were not into killing people. Now they're into killing people. Not only not only are they into killing people, a minute and a half after they kill, up, they, they kill a man for the first time. The police show up and they're all like, "I didn't see anything." I very like I am Spartacus type. Yeah, it's very nonchalant. Uh, yeah, very and nonchalant. Then the fat guy gets up from under the polar bear, and all the townsfolk are laughing. Like, <laughs> we just killed a man, and this guy. It was, it was very, kind of funny how they killed him. It was I mean, Anchorman esque. It was almost yeah. like Brick killed a man. Like, it yes. Was, well, that was. I liked it. That scene is so ridiculous. It it's is, wonderful. It is so uh, good. It is so 80s, though, when he goes and does all this stuff. You know what else is 80s about this sequence? Uh, the sex scene. Patrick Sazy is having sex wearing a, a sweater vest <laughs> against against a against a rock. Wall. Oh, the rock wall. And, it made yeah, me hurt. A rock wall. It made me hurt. I'm, I'm sorry. I, oh, no, again, it feel maybe good. I'm in a different world. No, I'm not envisioning that, that happen. The, probably my biggest issue scraping. with that sex scene is a doctor is openly having unprotected, uh, unprotected sex in the midst of the AIDS em- epidemic with a man whose career is to hang out at the double deuce. Yes, this is true. Yeah, it's all this true. This is a very good. This is very that important. is troubling. The amount of unprotected sex in this film in 1989 is 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 troubling but, for me maybe i'm getting too old that is a little wild uh to me i still think it's more disturbing that they shot ben gazara 19 times and then just went <laughs> bear fell on that guy like <laughs> he can't get over it <laughs> I, it, I, it, it was pretty funny that the bear fell on the guy it, shooting at the bear instead of running away he's shooting at an inanimate object all you had to do was move two steps like, away. Yeah, but that that's like a choice that they made. Like the, the director was probably like, you guys would probably be find this humorous that the bear found the guy. Like you would you would you would be so hysterically laughing about the bear. Well, what's funny is somewhere midway into the movie, I said to Jim, you know, this guy, this like fat guy who works for Jackie Treehorn, he's like um the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. It's this random comedic character, right? In the midst of tragedy, it's just this like bumbling guy, right? Like in, in Romeo and Juliet, it's a man dressed as a woman, right, says right, ridiculous right, right. things. And and so and to me, it was proven correct at the end when his death slash getting knocked unconscious scene is by far the funniest thing that happens in that entire movie. Uh, yeah, he's the comic yeah. relief. Oh, he's yeah. he's brilliant. There is nothing uh, not brilliant about this movie. I loved every minute of it. Every single minute. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it is really ridiculous. is fantastic. Thank you. Between thank knives. you, listeners, for making us watch it. Yeah. I, it well, makes me no, sad no, no, that no, no, we no. could have made it through life without watching this I know. Movie. I can't okay, believe you fair. had never seen this. However, I, it has changed me. Point Break is such a better movie. I've never seen that. Oh, either. I don't think so. What? I don't no, think Point it is. Point Break is actually like a re- is actually a good movie. Yeah, this is. I will. I would watch the, this over Point Break. I disagree. I just think there's so much you can get from this film. Uh, we have two questions of the week. Yeah. Um, one directly Roadhouse related let's and a second one, one first. Yeah. Let's do the let's Roadhouse, do the Roadhouse related. related one here. Okay. And I can't usually hear the questions through my headphones, but I've heard them. And before. shout out from Andy Farrell, who just really likes Ben Gazzara. Yeah. Ben Gazzara like is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It says not many people know who he is. Somehow <laughs> quick claim that there are a hundred uh, there are a hundred people in the People's Republic of China who know who he is because, because of, of this movie. movie. <laughs> and there are less than a hundred people in China who know 
I don't quite understand the argument. It's okay. My guess He's is probably that, at work and has had a few. Yeah. <laughs> my we, guess is, here's my question for Andy Farrell, who is in charge of what I think is one of the best places to go, City Tap, in Philadelphia, in Nashville. There's one in Boston. Could we have a Ben Gazzara appreciation oh, day? Oh, that's yeah, a great City idea. Taps he already does over, a big Jack, Lebowski. All over the U.S. He Jackie does a big Trehorn, Lebowski day. Uh, Jackie Co- Treehorn, cocktails. Can we do cocktails and do something it. like that? Uh, okay, let's go, let's go to our first question of the week. Here we go. All right, here we go. My question is about how you see Swayze's overall career. To me, when I look back at his movies, I think I think he was underrated and also very versatile. He wasn't making Oscar-worthy movies, of course, but always seemed to nail his character mm. and made movies that people enjoyed, from a somewhat campy action movie like Roadhouse to movies like Ghost or Dirty Dancing. So what do you guys think of his overall career? And is there anyone working today that you would put in this same category? Oh, great question. Great question. Time great out. Question. Before we answer this, this comes from Jerry, Brian's uh, great friend. And Jerry, our friend Jerry, that's like a legitimate question. Yeah. Good job, you. Now, what, what I need to know is, Brian, when exactly did you write this question for Jerry? <laughs> because he's clearly reading from like a teleprompter or something. He wrote, I think he worked for weeks. He worked for weeks on this question. <laughs> It was his idea, by the way, along with my mom's, to do a Patrick Swayze film. Okay, we so, had seen we had watched Roadhouse many times through yeah. the years. So we uh, So I I agree. I think Patrick Swayze was was very good. I think the problem when you look back at his career is that I would say besides Ghost, he didn't really have um, a leading role in a movie that was like where he owned the whole movie. Hmm. Right. Like like even like Roadhouse is a terrible movie to, if oh. you're talking about film. But like Ghost, is I a think good, it's better than you think. I think it was I didn't even talk about the cinematography, how they shot. OK, it. but it whatever. The story's a nightmare and the characters are fucking awful. Let's get past that because we enjoyed it. The the problem is like with something like Ghost, he he wasn't the best part of that movie. Like Gold, Whoopi owned that movie and. He was just kind of along for the ride. He never oh, had see, like a vehicle that made him a star. I feel like he I mean, he was well, he was big, but like he wasn't dirty dancing made him bigger. And I think we that's thought he true. Was. That's true. That's true. But and that was but, the first. He I was like, popular, again, but not, he wasn't not, critically acclaimed. He but, wasn't right, regarded. Not a great character. Regarded. Not a great movie. I mean, it, it's a good it's good. And people love that movie, but it wasn't a movie that was going to. So is it just that he was never given yeah, I you think know, he like, needed a vehicle could he, to be. Could he have knocked one out of the park? Like if he was I, in, listen, if he was I, in I Top say, Gun rather than Tom Cruise. No, no, I don't no. know. No, here's the thing about Patrick Swayze. I think that for there was a, a window of time where he was very underrated. And why I think he is way better than maybe people think he is. Is that and I think Ghost is a great example of this. I think sometimes the hardest thing to do is bring the kind of just sensibility where that movie is in essence built around him being the focal point. But he plays it in such a subtle way that he allows Whoopi Goldberg to be Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. And he allows Demi Moore to play the heartbroken 
you know, woman who's lost everybody. And he allows Tony Goldwyn, who's gone on to be a great character actor and um, a lot of stuff, to be the creepy friend who had him killed. And yeah. and he is the heart of that movie. And, he, and, and his brilliance is that exactly what you said. No, no, Whoopi is the best part of that movie or this is the best part of that movie. When that movie doesn't work, if he can't ground that movie in the right. sense that you care about him. But and the, the same thing in Dirty Dancing, mm -hmm. which is when you think about it, he provides and allows, I think, Jennifer Grey to be maybe the star of it, that kind of naive young girl who's fallen. He's so subtle in the way he does it. He's a a dancer in Dirty Dancing. And this he's a, a bouncer in the – Ghost, he's this and Red Dawn. He's the older brother of, yeah, but it's but there's all these things. Uh, a young Bloods he's in, which is an awesome hockey, hockey movie. movie. Yeah, it, but he's he is just kind of this guy who does things, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, it's Patrick Swayze, but you don't realize the he's super talented. The, the yeah, yeah. breadth of what he did, and I think you're right though. There there was maybe it was the time. You know, as he started the transition into the 90s and it was those crazy John Woo action films and all mm -hmm. those. That's not what he was. I wish he was younger so, now with the type of things people were producing. In terms of his versatility, the only person I could compare him to now would be Hugh Jackman. Hugh mm, Jackman is the the dancing, fighting, singing. Like, it, you know, you can throw him into any of those roles. But but Hugh Jackman has had the roles. Exactly. Yeah, that Patrick that Jerry, Swayze That Jerry's saying that he didn't right. get. Like, being Wolverine right. is, is a different level. So, like, totally. I don't know that anybody... Uh, if we have anybody who's, like, an Do you know who I, th I thought about jumped into my mind that does just the versatility of him is Ryan Gosling. He did... You know, mm -hmm. he does musicals. He's done Notebook. He's done Blade Runner 2049. That he's awesome. done awesome all those movie. things. And then a little bit in terms of just how he is, a little bit Matthew McConaughey. Mm, I love just Matthew this kind of like he can be this guy who you're just kind of drawn to and like. Yeah. Like same level of Patrick, sexy. Yeah. 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 And Patrick Swayze was supposed to be every yeah. person ever worked with him said he was like the nicest yeah. person in the I world. But that. still, just you can never like you would never look at McConaughey and like something like True Detective, which if if that performance was in a movie, he would have won a best actor or yeah. like Patrick Swayze never had that character. No, he didn't. Though before he died, he did a show called The Beast, which was a really good yeah. show. He just died really young. But you're yeah. right. He never had a vehicle for that. All right. Jerry also sent in a second question for us. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, guys. Question on the podcast overall. I've noticed that every time that Katie's on the show, she gets to have her sidekick Jim with her. So <laughs> when is Brian going to let, let me be on the show as his sidekick? I've literally been training for this job since third grade. <laughs> So this is Jerry asking when he can be on the show. Uh, he's welcome anytime he can. He's not afraid he has to, to get his ass yeah, to Boston. Yeah, he's not afraid to be in front of the camera and actually speak like a human being. Because these are very robotic questions, Jerry. I need <laughs> a little more out of you. Well, we'll see. That was a that's a, that was a a stinging question. Yeah, it was a shot I, at Jim. I, I think it was a shot at me. I, I is it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was a praising of Katie. Yeah. Maybe yeah. kind of like in a. I don't know. It is, was a great is, question. I mean, if he gets any time in between living vicariously through his son, who's actually good at hockey. Yes, um, his son's very good at as, hockey, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, instant reaction. Unfortunately, Katie was a little ill. 
uh, and unable to view I this. I didn't watch but, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, Sorry. But I watched Lindsay Lohan's uh, Beach Club and it left me, uh, one word, depressed. Yeah. I thought that this was going to be great. I was going to laugh. Lindsay Lohan, this show is dark. Yeah. Like I hidden. Felt that, I have a problem with most. This is my problem with most reality TV. These Very days, dark. Is that it just makes me sad for the people involved because yeah. this one time, really does, though. Jim. Yeah, this one really does. Because you know what? <laughs> like most of them, I feel, are people who are like low hanging fruit. They go on and they kind of know they're maybe not that bright or they're going to make some money and they're going to do stuff. This one's did just you, outright depressing. Did you just call people low hanging fruit? <laughs> Yes, Good I work. did. They, they, they are. And, and and this one, it's straight up. Lindsay Lohan starts talking about how she was physically assaulted by a boyfriend on the beach. Yeah. And that's the beach she purchased for her club. This is some dark shit going so, on Brian, here. So, Brian, I didn't watch because Jim didn't want to. But um, And I can't figure out technology without Jim. But yeah. um, I did read the New York Times editorial on it. And they pretty much said all of the things that you're saying. So it's spot not on. fun. You I want to watch one the of, New York Times. I, I want to watch this show. There, there was a funny moment when the person she co-owns the business with was wearing a legit man with the yellow hat hat from mm. Curious George. Very nice. But these people are like, so they're going to be her influencers. I've never been to a, uh, a nightclub such as the one she's running. But they're mostly the one guy is basically having sex with a VIP. They're like, do whatever needs to be done to get this person to spend money here. And he basically has sex with her. And that's like prostitution. <laughs> and he thought he's like, I did a great job today. Like these people like the, I want to go to the reality show where it's the kind of goofy meatheads who are like, I'm going to play this game and, you know, whatever. These yeah. are like people who are like, I was abused or beat by my boyfriend or they, I'm like, this is not. No, what it I doesn't. It doesn't watching. feel like it's not entertainment that you can feel good about. No. Like, I just want to see Lindsay Lohan's interviews, which those are worth the money because I'm not sure quite what she has going on from a, either a plastic surgery perspective or what. But those yeah. and the guy who wears the man with the yellow hat thing is kind of interesting. I Life will has been hard on her face. Yeah, I will not watch any more of and this show. Spirit. And I was, yeah, I was a little sad about that. And yeah. everything. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Sorry, uh, read an article this week. Uh, I was excited to hear this, <coughs> that whiskey makes you live longer. Ooh, that's exciting. So if if you're a listener to the show. Actually, most uh, alcohol does. Yeah. So please drink Cheers whiskey. To that. I've mm-hmm. decided to stop Red drinking one. Diet Coke mm-hmm. and substitute the Diet Coke I drank with dangerous <laughs> chemicals with whiskey. Good job, Brian. Um, do you drink of Diet Coke at school? Well, no, I used to, but I will not do that now. Because drinking whiskey you're at school drink is the whiskey? Uh, yeah, huh. no. You're going to become a coffee drinker is what's going to happen. No, you're going to need that caffeine. You're going to need that caffeine? There, there's two things that I will support <sighs> – um, but not drink. I, I'm not a wine drinker. I don't like wine, but I will always tell people to buy one hope wine from Katie. Thank you, Brian. And then of course I do not drink coffee, but I will support the wonderful independent new coffee venture down by you guys. Mm. Let's give them a plug. House cup coffee in Havertown, House Pennsylvania. Cup, um, which is an, a, a fantastic product. I can always drink. That's all we drink. I can, I can support and appreciate fantastic companies while maybe not partaking in them because I know so Fair. many people who I, do. I keep forgetting. Partake. I got to send Aileen some K cups. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. No, she would love that. That hey, would be fantastic. Bri, listen, it's not on our agenda, but how can we not talk about Marie Kondo? Because she is it taking is. all... It's, uh, it's she's part, taking, it's, he's oh. one of his recommendations. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know it was coming up. But we can talk about it now because no, I think it's, it's more than a recommendation. It's, it's yeah. a way of life. Uh, tidying up. Tidying which is up, now, man. By the way, last week we didn't get to this, but I, it was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Netflix is becoming one of the I think might right now and it's early a couple weeks a couple days into 2019 the major influencer right now yeah, uh, yeah. that tidying so up show Netflix has been shows. on for what a week yep. with Maria Kanda the tiny petite like you could pack her sprite. in one she of the boxes sprite. she brings a uh, Japanese woman uh, who is revolutionizing the world of tidying up and she is amazing yep yep she is a little Incredible. bit of cleaning joy in all of our lives. Yes. If you sure. I threw away five bags of clothes. He really did. Legit. This happened. Mm-hmm. I she is inspirational. She may again, contrasting to Lindsay Lohan, I feel good. It's reality TV. I feel good watching it. Mm-hmm. I think she is she seems like a wonderful human. She's helping the people. She's helping the people. Everybody who she talks and to seems like they're better humans. Instead of donating them, I wanted to have them feel no more joy. So I took them to the backyard and lit them on fire. That's oh, not all right. true. That's, That's fine. You can you go did. your own route. Yeah, I can't eat. Do you know what it is? I don't think there's anything that is redeeming about Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club when I no. watched it. She's attempting to take money from people to further her life, which she's flushed yeah. all her money down the toilet through her actions, and she's using other people to do it. Whereas this this nice little Japanese woman is just so excited about cleanliness That's in it. organization. That's it. I think like Lindsay just needs like another ten years of like obscurity and like nothing mm-hmm. going She'll on. She'll come back. And then someone yeah, like Quentin Tarantino will bring well, they want to do – well, she's trying to push Mean Girls now. No, so they that's not going to happen. She needs, that's just not going to happen. She needs to hit a, another rock bottom where yeah. she becomes a normal human again. Marie. Marie Marie Kondo is where well, it's at. Yeah. I, and I, I, nothing would make me happier. So I started getting into a, like a philosophical place about why – why Marie Kondo is like just what America needs and like where all of this like materialism and like excess and need to just have stuff came from. And Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating when you like think it through in terms of like history in the past few decades, you know, like my, my dad became a, a saver of things because he lived through the great depression. And so you, you just didn't like get rid of stuff. Right. And so, but he also wasn't a buyer. So that, and I feel like, so that, that started and yeah. then the buying of well, things, things came so much, in like the sixties. Yeah. Well, things in the nineties became so much easier to buy. Things right. became so much cheaper well, with global. And now like, I, you know, we have freaking three dehumidifiers in our basement because shit just keeps breaking and you don't fix things anymore. Right. You just like, well, it's oh, cheaper the, to buy it. the machine broke. You buy a new one. Yeah, we just have, there's just stuff everywhere. Well, it's not made to be fixed no. anymore. I am going to say goodbye to something like I promised on social media. Look at you, I'm going to tell it. I, I love it and I hug it and what? I say hi to it. And it's it. a Blu-ray. So, Why? Do you yes. have two copies of it? No, I don't. But this is Jack Ryan Shadow Rec- uh, I Recruit. I never saw that one. Uh, I thought you I, liked I watched that movie. it. It brought me a little bit of joy. 
But I've realized there's better things like Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which right. has John Krasinski, which is better. Right. Um, I forgot so I'm going to hug it and thank it. I saw it in IMAX mm-hmm. um, and I've watched it and I'm going to say goodbye to it. I and like if anybody it. and if any Jim, if you have not seen it, if you'd like to um, have it, I could give it to you or anybody who watches the show uh, because it did bring me joy. It was enjoyable. I went to see it the night it opened and I was the only person in the theater, which led to its quick release right, on, so funny. on Blu-ray. Um, and um, Kira Knightley is in it. She's not as good as she was in Love Actually. Kevin Costner's in it. He's not as good as he was in Field of Dreams. And Chris mm. Pine's in it, and he's not as good as he was mm. in Hell or High Water. But they all do serviceable work. I don't and even know pers- what Hell or High Water you, is. I, is you told me to bring on things that I needed to hug you yeah, and say goodbye. You, Hang on. Yeah. I got to get it. Oh, oh Jim, we have got to watch Hell or High Water. It's um, Taylor Sheridan, who writes Yellowstone, but he also did wrote and direct Wind River with Jeremy Renner. Okay. It's Jeff Bridges who is unbelievable and mm. Ben Foster it's on Netflix. So that can take what my place. What is the uh, story? What is it? About? Uh, it is kind of like a modern Western it's Christ, a bank dude. robbing thing. It's amazing. We <laughs> should watch Jesus Christ. Uh, what is that? Might be worse than that main coat. Okay. So oh, my, I saw the dust, by the way, on the flying, camera. Yeah. I saw the dust flying off. That, it's getting way. in my nose. My, Come around here. <laughs> Are you going to be sick? Come again? Around my thing. aunt Jenny, it, she loves a good yard sale. So we have lots of. I can't. Is it you got to come into here for, yeah, for people who listen to our show? Because some people listen as opposed to watching on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, there is a small retractable ladder. It's a ladder. It's a ladder. Covered in snowmen and yeah. Christmas outfits. Yeah. yeah. Kate has. He's, this guy's coming out of his pants. No, that's just a snowman. Looks yeah. like a scarecrow. Right, it is so. very disturbing. Thank, I, I thank hate you. that thing so thank much. Thank you, snowman ladder. I'm so now glad we're it's gonna leaving. get rid of you. Maybe you'll bring someone else joy. Okay. Uh, so watch tidying up with clothes. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's we're all you got rid of. Not all of them. No, this is just the tank tops. Five bags. I tank did. tops. I know. I didn't. Five so bags. I said <laughs> I failed. I failed at the first Marie Kondo test because she says you have to pile all of your clothes on your bed so that you can mm-hmm. see everything. Um, and I only did the shirts. I'm sorry, Marie. Okay. Well, you gotta you gotta do it a, a step at a time. Well, um, I want to follow. Right, I want to follow her directions. All right, let's go into five questions. Okay. Uh, Katie, five questions are for you this week. Uh, this is five questions mm-hmm. with a very um, <gasps> roadhouse bent to them. Okay, very roadhouse okay. bent to them. All right, first question: uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Breast augmentations, a uh, film full of exceedingly enormous oh. breast augmentations. Right. What is your thought on breast augmentations? Okay. Some it's, of those. On, it's honest honesty time. Um, I said to Jim a few years ago, if we didn't have daughters, I'd totally have breast implants. Yeah. But, but because we have daughters, I can't do it. So <laughs> he's going to have to just live with the like inverted boobies. Meanwhile, um, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about right yeah. now? I love some big titties. I do. <laughs> I love them. Right. I love them. I want to put my face in them and the, motorboat the, what, them. The shame for dollars like in the movie. <laughs> yes, or twenty dollars and then it'll be like, I don't have the money. Love them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, we knew is... we knew somebody at school who got them and I was fascinated. I wanted to know all of the information. I wanted to touch them. 
I just thought it was, they looked fabulous. Just taste, tastefully done. Tastefully done. I don't want double D's. I just want a solid B cup. That's it. So right. yeah, I am in for the breast augmentation that looks natural. I am right. not in for the one that looks obscene. Like, like two uh, boulders yeah, put it in no, someone's chest. Like no, every a solid, solid B or C. That's yeah. all anybody needs. Do I need to close this door? Okay, I need to close all the right. door. Brian, hold all on. Right. The snowmen um, are blocking the way. Hold on. Yeah, that conversation happened, dude. It was that, that was interesting to say the least. Yeah, that was that question went well, a lot further. This is me. This, this is my life was, now. That was just a thumbs up or thumbs he down. He says question. that like he doesn't like it. And, and we got into a really this interesting place. All right, okay. uh, question two: mm-hmm. Would you rather Jim have a bushy '80s style mustache <laughs> or a curly mullet? Ooh. The mustache. Mm-hmm. Mustache. I think you should grow one for the show. Like like, like uh, Sam Elliott in yeah, Big I just, Lebowski. I just like want to see what it looks like. Like a handlebar? Or just There's like a nothing. I did not into a curly mullet at all. Like a goatee or like just a mustache? Any of the things. A all beard? Like a full beard? Hair. I just want to see what it looks like. Okay. That is it ta- it's gonna, it would take me a year to grow a facial I'm hair. I'm I could probably I'm grow one start in Jim's, Jim's going to be start... working right from this room for the next year. Yeah, he doesn't actually do have to leave the house. I will start so... growing facial hair today. It's time in for social summer. experimentation. I'm going to have to learn how to do this thing. Yeah, well, you have well, all you the time use some the of your, You could use some of your <sighs> shave balm just around the face, not the mustache hair. I gave that away in the white elephant. Uh, Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, Question three comes directly. This is a direct Mm. quote from the movie. Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick? This is a great question. I don't remember. Where did you find this question? I don't remember I would say no, because like a Barbie doll or a Ken, it is um, an asexual creature. Okay. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Katie, I know you loved uh, the polar bear in the film. It was one of your favorite things. What is your favorite type of bear? I love bears. Oh, that's such a hard. That's a really hard question, Bri. Uh, I think my favorite. Is it real bear? All bears? No, anything. You can do any kind of a bear. Any kind of bear. Or your favorite bear from like a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I really like that bear bear Ted. Ted Bear? Oh, Ted, He's the movie Ted. Funny. That's good. It could be Happy Hour bear. bear. Ted. No, oh, not Happy Hour Bear. The Ted Bear. Ted Bear. Ted. Bear. All right, perfect. Seth MacFarlane right. walking yep. around our house yep. in barefoot. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I want. That is there exactly what Isn't I want. Isn't that basically me, though? <laughs> kind of. But you wear pants. I can't see. But like you, you do wear. We have established you do wear shorts. He is a never nude. Yep. Yep. You will. Yep. There are dozens of us. Um, challenge i challenge anyone to try to catch jim naked it's never gonna happen okay i will give it i'll give a thousand dollars to anyone who catches jim naked. i am feeling so violent i feel the people the senate home already i hate it I feel, I feel, I feel violent. I'm kind of with you. He showers in his violated. shorts. Right, Kurt. Uh, jean right. short cutoffs. Get it right. Yes. All and right, Tobias. Oh God. Uh, deep thought question of the week: uh, Would you rather spend Ooh. a date night with Jim at the Double Deuce 
or watching something about Mary. Double deuce every time. Now, keep Let me in tell mind, you a story. We'll probably be, I'll probably be dead and you'll have to dance. Okay. So I am uh, unashamedly one of those feminists that also loves feeling saved. Sorry. And so one of the sexiest moments in our relationship was when uh, a guy was being super aggressive with one of our friends and Jim came from across the room at a bar in New York, in New York City. and grabbed the guy's hand and was like, I don't think so. It's like that. Like I get chills thinking about it. So double do scenario. I don't feel like I'm in danger because I have my bear man with me. And so he might not have blades on his toes, but he will take somebody down. I'm going to look on Amazon and see if they have those blade boots. Yep. Yeah. I'll get them here by tomorrow. So I, got prime. I got prime. This is not even like I would, I would love drone? to go to there. Fly it to you. Yeah, I want I to go to there. Do that. I want to feel I would have, protected. I, I'd like to add that I certainly would have helped Jim in that scenario, but I had like three Miller lights or four <laughs> Miller lights in my hand. At that yeah, point. he was, he was, he was, I was in his hand, not in his body. No. In his I would have totally <laughs> they helped. were in the process of entering his body. I would have totally helped. Just like I almost totally helped when Jim almost got into a fight with that guy at the JBC uh Valentine's Day party all oh, those I years. I barely that. remember that. I, I don't that. remember much was of it? that Paul? night other than was it? the guy with the scarf. Oh yeah, Paul. Paul. Yeah. From from Boston. We but didn't I don't almost remember. Really getting in a fight. I don't remember No, what you were very at very angry. Were what you? did I say? I don't know. But I thought there was going to be a fight, and I was like, this is awesome. Cupid's friend? Hmm. I was no, wearing He like had a, another friend that looked like uh, Hagrid, but smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who he, yep. And he, he calmed everyone down. Yeah, you were friends. And then there was, he was yeah. nice. Yeah. I forget his Trevor. name. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor the Frog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, here we go. Uh, right. Recommendations. Does anybody have anything they want to recommend Ooh. this week before uh, we what oh. say oh. recommend? Go ahead, Katie. Shoot, no, I don't know. Uh, no, Marie Kondo is all I can think of right now. She is like ruling my being. I I'm into her. I'm all about. That's her. awesome. Yeah, Jim. Anything going on? Uh, well, no, not really. What have we been? Wa- oh, Homecoming on oh, Amazon. Yeah, oh, good. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. So good. this is a, a a show that's based on a podcast, which was um Kathy a podcast Keener. I listened to a little while ago, a few years ago, uh, called Homecoming, and you can listen to it. It's still out there, uh, but it stars Catherine Keener and Isaac uh, Oscar Isaacs as the two main characters in the podcast. Um, it's now been turned into a television show um, with uh, Julia Roberts and crap. I forget the lead actor's name, um, but it, they also have Lip from uh, Shameless is in it. There's a, there's there's a lot of people in it. It's a it's a great movie. Uh, Shay uh, Dylan McDermott, who's a episode one. Yeah, Dylan McDermott's in it. Yeah, sh- and. Um, Sissy Spacek. Yeah, Sissy Spacek. There's a lot of people in it. It's a lot a, of it's people. pretty cool. It's a it's a little cool. bit of a like mystery what's going on type yeah, type situation. It's, good. it's tense. It's a uh, the podcast, I, you know, if, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, most of them are interview shows or, um, you know, storytelling and things like that. Uh, this podcast is actually, you know, like a half hour drama, like an old drama. school radio yeah. type um, type show, like uh, Little Orphan Annie. Yeah. Drink, awesome. your, drink your love team. And I don't know if you guys have already recommended this, but I'm going to kick back to the Moth podcast because... We have not. I, it's my, it is still my favorite in the past few episodes. There have been stories by Hassan Minaj, Elizabeth Gilbert, 
Um, and I love the randomness of that. So you'll get like a podcast that's all stories around a theme and it's going to be people you've never heard of as well as every once in a while, a, a celebrity, Michael Bloomberg makes an appearance telling a story. Um, and they're, they're just really, they're incredible stories. They're just stories. And the podcast called the moth radio the moth. hour. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, my recommendation is a show called Dairy Girls, uh, which was recommended to me yeah, by Jerry, my friend, uh, on Netflix, and it's hysterical. It's There's only six episodes. It's uh, about a group of high school-aged girls living in Northern Ireland in the early 90s, and it starts out with a cranberry song, uh, and it's we've watched a couple episodes. It's super fast. They're like 22 minutes each, like and it. it's got a, like a bit of a shameless vibe. Uh, it's mm. it's a little it bit later? arrested. Uh, no, it's song? um, it's the one from Mission Impossible. Um, Zombie. Um. <laughs> no, it's it's not. Uh, it's uh, yeah. more the upbeat one. Yeah. Dreams. Dreams. Dream, yeah. Um. But it's it. They're only six episodes, and they're twenty two minutes each. Awesome. And it's uh, it's it, like you could watch the whole thing in like two hours. Um. But a very very funny show, and and fold up your t-shirts and send us pictures. Yay! Of it's Tidy amazing. Up. Tidy up. January uh, is the clothing month for the Desanto household. Yeah, we are I like through it. the clothing. I like it. We'll we'll keep updates on that. Uh, plugs are the same as usual. We're on all yeah. the. All the sites. If you happen uh, to find us on a podcast and you are not watching us or like us on Facebook, go find us on Facebook at Com Majors uh, and follow us on Twitter where you can submit questions. You can do all that stuff and join join us for the podcast um, at Major.com. So. Uh, oh, I also have to thank Atreus uh, Publishing. Uh, they sent me a free uh, advanced reading copy today of to what? read for them. Uh, a thriller written, it? a thriller by an Israeli author who oh. is very good. I might send so. you something that I wrote, Brian. Okay, we'll send it. Yeah. I did. Uh, what did you write? You, you'll, is it fanfic? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been working on that is, sh- Shape it, of Water it fanfic? Is a, that a rough draft of the book for The Boy Who Lived. Oh, which is I now now kind of morphed from just an album into to a whole full on musical. I think it should be like one of those VR experiences. You know how like this oh. year Star Wars is coming out with like a, a game where you could like be Darth Vader or something. I think mm. you could just be in the Pale Reason Boy Who Lived album. Yeah, we could think you about could, it. You could play the role of Keenan in Pale Reason. Yes. That's that's there the VR experience. There, there, that would be fantastic. Uh, next week we're doing vape, our first... vape pen and all. Oh, vape <laughs> and keto diet. Keto diet, yeah. Keto diet. Um, next week we're doing our first ever um, double feature episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about Unbreakable and Split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So M-M-9. I know. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people who are interested in that. So I, I highly Well, not enough any- because Unbreakable was – this is the first movie we're doing that was one of the losers of a poll we're circling back yes, to. Yes, but there were a lot of people who were in, in, in excited about sure, it and I sure. think they could comment on that. Uh, I have unfortunately started reading some of the early reviews for Glass. Uh-oh. Uh, and they are not good. Oh, so, no. Uh, I will so, still see it. 
I, I will see it. We will see it. It will be part of an instant reaction for uh, the following week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, everybody gets some extra, an extra film coming up this week. Two for the price of one. The price being free because we have no paypal. <laughs> uh, the price for me being two ninety nine because I have to rent Unbreakable. Yeah, we'll have to get some swag. Maybe we can get some swag, some t shirts. You know, so some of the, some of that eighties that eighties underwear from from uh, Roadhouse. You, the lacy. Oh, I, nobody. I didn't think anybody was wearing underwear in Roadhouse. That was the, my. There take was off. that the lady the, on the lady stage. That the lady did the on shirt stage. Tees. There was like yeah. this the white lacy thong. It was like a okay. yeah. hybrid thong bodysuit uh, yeah. thing. The French. Cup. All right, this is but this is what we're gonna do, and we'll and we'll go because it's it's running long here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We will do a beginning of fact check next week. Um, both Jim and I will wear blue jeans for one minute with no underwear on this week. It's impossible. That's an impossible thing. No, I think not, that that should be done. I'm going to do it, and I will. I will. I will let everybody know. Right. What How are you I going just, to manage this? One I just minute thought of something. And underwear. Are you going to change? Actually, I invite. No, this. I'm not meeting in public. I'm going to do it in my bedroom, just for Before one minute. Before you start the podcast. Just no, to, I'm uh, just to comment. I'll do it at some point this weekend. I like, understand. That. All right. I like that. Just to like report back if that's like a viable thing to do. Because okay. I don't believe it is. That's I really fair. don't believe it's a viable I thing. I haven't thought about it. No, but I'll hold it till next week. Okay. Hold it till next week. Uh, great show as always. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. We'll be in unbreakable split territory next week. Double yep. feature. Um, and until then, we'll talk to all you all right. soon. Bye, Bye, guys. Adios.